Um, I do not want them wearing things that expose their butt cheeks. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. The Hopper Podcast is not professional advice, just two guys spitballing. So do your own research. Dave, summer is upon us. Summer is on its way, at least. Yeah, as we're recording this, we're probably—I don't know when we're going to release it—but it's getting hot. Um, yes. And you got a pool in your backyard. I do. I love to go swimming. And hint. hint. Yes, no. that's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, and I thought, you know, one of the uh, topics that we threw into the hopper some time ago. Yeah. Okay. Is about modesty and swimsuits, right. And that sort right. of thing. Uh, you know, it has, it has definitely gotten to the, you know, the warmer weather is such that just going out to the store or going out someplace like, oh yeah, uh, people are wearing less clothing now. Uh, yeah. If I can put it that way. Yeah. That, I mean, absolutely. That's true. And that's, um, yeah. What do you think about that? I think it is a, this is a tough topic. I've been thinking about this for a little while now, uh-huh. um, as I've been, uh, and, it is uh, fraught with peril. Okay. Fraught, I say. Fraught with peril, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, this is going to be difficult for us as two men to talk about swimsuit modesty, you know, because that is um, mostly about women. Yeah, well, I mean... But we have a particular perspective, yeah. for sure, that is... But you wear those disgusting Speedos. <laughs> Your, well, your I don't European want to talk about man that. Panels. I don't want to talk about that. That's just disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, as I looked into what the Bible says about this, when the Bible does talk about modesty, it does talk more about women. Right. And to women than men. Sure. Uh, that seems appropriate to me. I think that's yeah, that's, that's been an issue yeah. going back, I guess, many thousands of years. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, we know men are visual. Yes, that's right. Um, men's bodies are, uh, and to quote Elaine Bennis from Seinfeld, utilitarian. They're like a jeep. They're for getting around. A woman's body, a woman's body is a work of art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. there's just something the way that we're made. Yeah. That is, uh, generally speaking, I'm not yeah. speaking for everyone, I guess, but generally speaking, uh-huh. um, there is a very strong visual stimulation for men. Yep. Um, in the form of a woman. Yep. That uh, drives them to reproduce. Yep. Women tend to reproduce for other reasons. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. le- perfectly legitimate to talk about female modesty. They're the ones under the pressure, the societal pressure, to get the attention that they think they need or want. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, of course, tell people that is not the kind of attention That's right. that you, you should That's be right. after. Um, but you can certainly get it. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter uh, how um, grotesque you think you are. Yeah. There's someone for everyone. <laughs> That's right. So <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking about this um, in my former church uh, at, at, in one venue, uh-huh. and a man came up to me um, and said, you have no right to talk about what women can and can't wear. Yeah. If a man has lustful eyes for a woman in a bikini, then that's his problem. Not hers. Women yeah. should have the freedom to go naked everywhere they want to go. And if they want to do that, and that's a problem for men, 
uh, then that's a problem for men and not for women. Yeah. So you you had you had some truth there until you said naked. Um, <laughs> so that I, yeah, it has stuck with me because he said that, and like, you know, the the truth is that yeah, men do have lust is a problem for men, right. and that drives all kinds of problems. Oh yeah, in in this issue, nasty industries. Yes. Um, yeah, all, all kinds of problems. Agreed. It is a male issue. I, so I hear this point. Yeah. I agree with, I, it's like I said, I, you had a point until you said naked. Well, that wasn't right. my point. That was, that was, no, no, so, I, yeah. I know, okay. but, but uh, he had a point until he said naked. Yeah. The point being that, that this is, men can't, because of their issues, um, enforce great restrictions. Yeah. Or limit certain freedoms. Yeah. Um, but then we're, we it, again we have to talk about uh, some way to 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 draw a line. Yeah. So that's the sticky part. Yeah. So there's also there is a way to draw a line, but there's also you know uh, I think what you're saying is exactly right. I have another reaction to that in addition to what you're saying, and that is, uh, it is true that that it is a problem for men that. You know, the, the lust is a problem for men. The men, the men do bad things when they see women, uh, you know, too much of women or whatever. That, right. that That is the sin on the part of a man. No question about it. And because women know, uh, women should know, should know, right. that that is the way that men are. Right. Not the way they should be, but the way they are. And right. you have to be wise. Exactly. You have to yeah. be wise. And is that the way the world should be? No, but that is the wor- world that we live in. Yeah, this this is again. So I, can't, I, yeah. I, 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 there's no way that when you know, I, imagine a woman dressed in a skimpy bikini walking in, uh, you know, in a, in a place where you never see something like that, right? Where you see, yeah, and, and, like. Okay, she's asking for it. Is she asking for it? She may not be asking for it. Right. But that doesn't mean that she should have the right to that she has no culpability if something bad happens to right. her. Can I say it that way? I think that's fair, and I think that's this is a great topic for the hopper because it, it fits in with our 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 deal our dealio. Yeah, on liberal conservative totally. people not listening to each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. a conservative is going to say it. The the woman. I mean, this has been historically yep, yep. the case. Conservative woman is asking for it. She needs to watch what she's wearing. Yep, totally. You know how men it's are. It's her fault. It's her boys fault. Boys will be right. boys. Right, and that that's there. There is something true about that, and something really awful. About Absolutely. It. And then you know you can the liberals today, contemporary liberals are saying, uh, yeah, the the other that that it's a man's problem. Yeah, and that's a right. woman can wear whatever she wants. She can go around naked if she wants, and that's yeah. still your problem. Totally, that's right. And there's something very true about that, and there's something very awful about that. Yeah, yeah. And I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. And that's that's you know that this is a problem with truth. I mean, God requires us to use wisdom. Yes, He requires that of us. And wisdom is knowledge applied through experience, that which takes time. Yeah. Wisdom can be passed down, therefore, from yep. generations as people learn and they grow and they they develop. And and but are are we even listening? And and there's so much. So many people today are think their elders are nuts. Yeah. And I mean, they might have something to say. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to get this into a generational conversation, but the point is, wisdom has to be brought to bear. On these kinds of discussions. Yeah. Let me tell you something else that makes this even more difficult and complicated. Different cultures have different values. Yeah. 
at different times and at different places. Um, some cultures uh, view the public display of knees and shoulders to be erotic. Right. Our own culture has shifted recently. Yoga pants are becoming commonplace in public now. 20 years ago, you never saw those kind of form-fitting pants it, like they right. are in public. Now they're just right. like common. But it's not yeah. just those kinds of things. It's uh, location, right? No matter what your view of a modest swimsuit is, if you take, if a girl wears a modest swimsuit to go to a class at school or to church or to a work in an office, right? Okay, what's modest in one arena is not modest in the other, right? Right. So how do you draw the lines when right. things are so? Flu- I think this makes it very, very difficult. It's definitely a place where people could challenge all of those conventions, yeah, and really make a fuss, yeah, right, and get fired or have lawsuits. And I think that would not be a good idea. But it's certainly the sort of topic that people can can really get argumentative about, yeah. But I, I just, for me, think about this: okay. a, a bikini, yeah, is just a little tiny bit of material, yeah. You know that that legally in the United States. As long as the labia are covered, and as long as the nipple is covered, it's legal. I, I didn't. I, I guess that that's makes where, sense. That's where the U.S. currently has drawn that line. Okay. Okay. I think that is wow. I, so, so, so let me finish yeah. my thought. You okay. Take a, you take a bikini, and it's if it's covering those parts. Yeah. You can take the material can fit in a small tuna fish can or less. Yeah. And that's covering your body. Yeah. That's that's adequate. Clothing, um, and in many cases, I think that that clothing can be more erotic than just nudity. Yeah, sure. And uh, you know, especially in terms of thongs and things like that, yeah. which are totally. And when I was a kid, you went to the beach. There may be one thong that I see the entire week. Yeah. And I, as a young boy who was not a Christian, uh-huh. I was looking for that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you, Christian boys are. Uh, okay. So you grew up Christian. Yeah. You're still looking for that. Okay. The, okay. Um, and it was like few and far between. Now yeah. I can't go to the beach and just and not see like ten oh, yeah. or more thongs everywhere you look. Sure. And it doesn't matter uh, what shape the person is; they're still wearing a thong. Oh yeah. And and I say, how do we? Uh, this has all been kind of a slippery slope, you know. And slippery slope is a is a logical fallacy. Yeah. You know, if you if you permit this, then it's going to lead to that. Going to lead to right, that. Right, that, right, right. That's not necessarily true, but in this case, it's been entirely true. We've seen it over our lifetime yep. and before our lifetime with our parents' lifetime in the 50s, yep. what was appropriate on television, what's appropriate in clothing, what's yeah. appropriate in the way people act and well, talk about sex. All that has definitely slipped down a slope yep. to where we are at a place where I, I think our, our youth don't even have the foggiest idea yep. about modesty right. or sexual propriety. I'm not. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. that I, I think it's different. That? I think you yeah. overstated it. But I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, but part of that, I think, is because the 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 rules have changed. The the lines have changed. Um, I'm not sure that's a good thing. But that doesn't mean that that we've done away with modesty completely. I think. Right. Well, not completely. I okay. mean, there, there's still uh, laws that say you have to cover the. <laughs> Well, <laughs> nipple and labia. Sure, but if someone covers Thank God, if I mean, someone only covers that, uh-huh. then I think there's a lot of young people who would say that's immodest. Especially, I would hope so. especially in some contexts. Oh, well, certainly in certain contexts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I just got back from the beach. Okay, yeah. I can tell you, it, it's different than when we were kids. Yeah, sure. It's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, the Bible has two main passages uh, that talk about modesty and the way women dress. First uh, Timothy two nine talks uh-huh. about uh, I desire that every in every place that men should pray, lifting holy hands, without anger or quarreling. Likewise, that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire, but with what is proper. Um, and then in the other passages in First Peter 3, um, and it talks about uh, wives be subject to your husbands. Um, let's see. Uh, so that um, uh, even if your husbands do not obey the word, they would be one without a word by the conduct of the wives. When they see respectful and pure conduct, do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair, putting on of gold jewelry or clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of your heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. You know, in, in both of those places that talk about how women ought to dress modestly, yeah. it's not about um, immodesty in terms of sexuality, uh-huh. but rather about financial modesty. Uh-huh. It talks about gold and pearls and, you know, these kinds of things where you ought to dress um, in a in in simple, beautiful, but simple, not ostentatious ways. So um, I think that that uh, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but I've heard pastors say uh, I haven't done the research myself. Okay. okay, that braided hair was often something that prostitutes wore as a way of indicating that they were prostitutes in that time. I have not. not you haven't heard that. I don't know that that. So that's something to consider that in what you're saying. It, it, that may there may be some indications about sexuality in there. Uh, plus, if you if you add First Corinthians 11, which mm-hmm. talks about head coverings, mm-hmm. and the the bottom line there is not about whether you put a doily on your head. It's it's do you look like a woman uh, versus are you trying to look like a man, mm-hmm. and do you look respectable? Do you, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Respectability is is a well. Modesty is part of respectability. It is. Yeah, area. they're related. I would also add um, uh, Solomon talking, if it's Solomon, Koheleth in the uh, Song of Songs, where the woman says, "My breasts are like towers." There's a little. I can't remember the rest of it, but there's a, there's a because um, I didn't I didn't prepare for this. Sure. But, um, there, there's an idea there that um, that my femininity is to be respected. Yes. And um, and appreciated, and that and there's a hint of modesty with that. In that in that verse, sure, that makes sense. Yeah, um, but go ahead. What were you saying? Yeah. So um, I th- I think that it is not so much about sexuality. I think in part because in uh, clothes that are specifically sexual in nature are more recent um, in terms of. Um, you mean like lingerie? Well, so lingerie has existed in the past, but it's but it's um, not been very overt. Uh huh. Um, and uh, it's because clothing was so freaking expensive. Yeah. Um, and so people just didn't have that sort of thing. I mean, you know, people didn't, women didn't wear bras um, until recently uh, in terms of world history and that kind of thing. Right. And so um, I don't think the Bible's talking as specifically about that as it is about finances. But I think that they are, you know, ostentatious clothing to show off. But I think that they are related. Let me tell you how I think they're related. Uh, that kind of showy, um, let me show you, show off my wealth, uh, 
uh-huh. by my clothing right. is a way to attract attention and gain power for yourself. Sure. And the problem... It's definitely happening today. Which is happening today. Absolutely. Not only with, uh, uh, I don't know, designer clothes or really expensive clothes, but also with the minimal amount of clothes. So both of, so that's the sexuality. With both of those, it's let me wear something that makes everybody look at me so that I have power. Right. And that is immodest. Or I have a Either sense one of, those, of power. Or ha- but fair yeah. enough. Well, there is actual real power and there's it you, you feel like you're powerful. I mean there's right. both, right? Um there's there's yeah. Anyway. Uh more so the second, but yeah. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I think power largely is an illusion. You don't you really don't have a lot of power. Um, you think you have power. And that power is, uh, if it's like some sort of negative attention, um, is that really power? We'd have to define those terms. You'd have to define power. Yeah. But it's, uh, but yeah. you know, a woman wearing um, uh, a very sexually provocative outfit is going to turn heads. And, and that is a power. It's, okay. Yeah. I'll concede that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also going to buy her drinks and it's also going to, you know, there's going to be power there that um, is available. There could also I'm not saying it's it a could, good thing. It could also be inviting a very negative power against her. It, it, yeah. 100%. There's right. no question about that. I'm not yeah. saying that, that the consequent I'm not saying that yeah. this is good. I'm yeah. saying that it it influences people. Which to me is a is a is a more primitive, more uh clearly measurable power. Right? Fair enough. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 Continue, please. Anyway, uh, th- what the Bible is commending is uh, a that that your adornment, what causes people to notice you, should not be what you're wearing, right. or I would argue what you're not wearing, right? But rather the beauty from within, the character, the character. That's exactly right. right. And so, while I don't think that this is talking yeah. about bikinis. Um, I think that it is related to the same reason sure. that a woman may For sure. may uh, want to wear a bikini to say, mm-hmm. "I want." Uh, here's what I want people to notice about me: it's my body. And I would, it's I would what I'm wearing. It, I would take it wearing. a step further. Okay, that I think those verses are not saying, "Look at me, look at my character," but my character is reflecting Him. Fair it's enough. It's reflecting yes. yes, 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 the 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 benevolent God of the universe. Yes, and I want you to see Him. When yeah. you see me, that's real modesty. I love that, and I think that goes for men and women. Yes, mutually. totally. Yeah, and that's so. This is we're talking more about women here, and maybe men's reaction to women, but uh, and that's because it is about clothing and the body and that sort right. of thing. Uh, but I think this men just have different issues. We're not talking about those issues right now. Yeah, I think it's the same same basic thing. Yeah. Okay. With all that said, I think that Christian communities we need to have some sort of guidelines. We need to provide guidelines to help people who are new to our community, understand what modest dressing looks like. Um, okay. And especially people who don't have their hearts formed yet by the gospel very deeply. Um, okay. I'm, I'm, you've piqued my curiosity because I've seen this misused in the past. Uh, it, it, okay. so <laughs> yeah. And this is where like nuance, I think, is super important because yeah. I don't want modesty police. I'm not interested in that at all. Uh-huh. On the other hand... To say, well, just let your heart be your guide. Right. I don't think that's a great idea either, unless right. your heart has been formed in the gospel deeply. In right. which case, it's a wonderful guide. Yeah. 
Um, but there's a lot of people in our community who's, because they're new to the community, because they're young and foolish, because whatever it is, that their hearts are not formed deeply by the gospel, and right. they need guidelines. Yeah. So I, I'm stuck here, because I, I don't want modesty police. I really don't. Right. And I don't want to condemn people for what they wear. Never, never, never. However, yeah. uh, this uh, modesty means something. So let me, uh, I don't know if, do you have guidelines written no, down there? Okay. No, I got so, nothing. Okay, I, I, got I can nothing. think of a few off the top of my head. Yeah. When I think about, like, what would I want women wearing yeah. Yeah. and yeah. not wearing? Yeah. Um, I do not want them wearing things that expose their butt cheeks. Okay. Uh-huh. And I've told my sons and their friends, don't date a girl who will show the world her butt. Yeah. Don't date her. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just going to be trouble. Yep. Um. I think that that is uh, certainly something that Christians should agree upon, but I, you know they're going to disagree with me at some point. Uh-huh. I don't think that uh, cleavage should be shown. Okay. Um, wow. We might get some hate mail. So I think it's going to be difficult to define how you... To define cleavage. What is cleavage then? Uh, cleavage... <laughs> This is such a funny conversation. Well, as cleavage soon as as soon as you the, start to go cleaving, down this road, yeah, the cleaving of you know the separating of the two breasts. I mean, it's okay. it's that line there. Okay, uh, I don't think that should be uh, uh, visible well, at all. Well, I I don't. That's gonna I be would that's prefer, gonna be really hard for some women. I would prefer that it not be. Yeah. Okay. I would prefer that it not be. I hear you. I hear what you're saying for yeah. sure. For sure. I'm not. Um, I do not. So when I was a kid, when I was in high school. And I wasn't a Christian. Um, you know, the basketball team, when we were doing basketball practice, we would go to the auxiliary gym. And before practice started, we try to get a, a glimpse of the gymnasts. Okay. Because uh-huh. uh, they would wear those, like, yoga, like, tight. Like leotards, yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. Leotards one thing, but the, the, the tight spandex pants. Oh, I see. Yes, 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 they yes. Were, they were way hotter than a leotard. Okay. Right? Gotcha. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And that's so, different. And yeah. nobody, nobody wore those in school without, like, a long sweater or some kind of shirt covering Sure, sure, sure. Back in those days, Now you can them. go to the grocery store now, and see yeah. that. Yeah. Now it's everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere, right? Yeah. But when I was a young man, uh, you know, in, in the height of my uh, sexual maturing, yeah. We we were dying to see that. Oh sure, and we would sneak in, try to see, get a glimpse of these gymnasts in the uh, in the auxiliary gym in yeah. their in their stretchy pants, and the coaches would be like, "Get out of there! Mm-hmm. Stop looking at those girls and getting ready for practice." Yeah, and there was there were people kind of governing that, yeah. right? Right, um, watching over us exactly, and that was the only place I can think of where I could actually get a glimpse of someone wearing that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as a as a high school kid, right. And now it's everywhere. Right. right. And I, I think that people shouldn't wear that. Yeah. I don't think that they should wear that. So, I mean, these are my opinions, right? And so and people can differ with me. And this is, isn't this part of the, the, the cultural, uh, you know, there's different... The uh, shift. The our, shifting. Yeah. Right? Because there are people who say, yeah, a woman's knees. No one should ever see a woman's knees except her husband, right? Right. There are people in the world that are Christians, so that's why I think each community kind of needs its own guidelines, and uh, because I think we should draw lines, but uh, we need to be humble about that. We need to guide people into yeah. this. And I'm not sure that we need to just be like always be pushing to more conservative, more conservative, more conservative dressing until you know Christian women are all burkas. Like I'm not interested yeah, in no, that. No, no. 
And so at some point we're fine. But uh, yeah, I recognize I that this it's is so on a continuum. Hard. It's, it's so on a hard. continuum, and it changes. I get that. Yeah. I, and I, so I just expressed my opinion. Yeah. Sure. Um, no butt at, cheeks, no cleavage, and no stretchy pants. I think that's a good place to start. But hey, people are going to disagree with that. I may make people mad right now. I don't know. Yeah. No. I think in a community, and I think that that's great. We don't have any. I don't. As far as I know, we don't have any guidelines like that in our church. I don't think that our church has had uh-huh. a real issue with this that, that I'm aware of. But I think like a, a church like ours, that would be something for a community of people to right. come together and say, these are going to be the things that kind of guide us. I think right after that would be the length of a skirt. Mm-hmm. A skirt can be so, so short and maybe maybe covering the butt cheeks, but it's still like excessively sure. short. And that's different than shorts because that material is not right. there, you know, right. where it needs to be. Yeah. Um, but even then, there's some shorts that are just really inappropriate. Yeah. Uh, and and the way a a person sits or the way they carry themselves sure, is sure. brought to bear in this as well. Yep. And now I'm thinking, okay, well, what about men? What would I want? I, I don't yeah. want to see any uh, wiener bikiners, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the banana hammocks. Right. No no European man panties. I don't ever see that again. Right. Um, I don't need any like spandex pants for a man. Yeah. I don't, that's gross. Yeah. Um, and I when I go to the gym, I don't even like to see tank tops. Uh-huh. On it. And that's just me. Yeah, I know guys like to wear them. They don't want anything on their sleeves or their shoulders. And, sure. But uh, I've just seen too many guys who are who are just too impressed with themselves. Yeah. So what ab- what about a man at at the beach who's who yeah, is just, just like strutting? I uh, think it's more prevalent in the gym. Yeah. When he's sitting there and he's lifting, he's looking right in the mirror and he's just like loving what he sees. Yeah. There's something really sick about that. Yeah. Yeah. There's something that the gospel really needs to be applied there. Yeah. Um. Man, you just you. That body, that shape is given by God. And yes, the more you work it and the more stress you put on that body, the more it responds and the more beautiful it becomes. And I appreciate people who are fit. I appreciate people who stay in shape, who steward their bodies. But I do not appreciate people who are looking at themselves in the mirror like a narcissist yeah. and, and just like marveling at how wonderful their shoulders look in this. You know, or the, those tank tops that where the the strap comes way down their chest. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dude, that is nasty. Uh, you know, yeah, like dude, put on a regular tank top at least. You know, yeah. or like back when I was a kid, everyone wore those cutoff shirts. Yeah, you know? the cutoff shirts, and uh, some of yeah. them are mesh. Um, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I I know women don't have this the same. It's not the same. Yeah. Uh, kind of lustful issue. I know it's there. It's there. It's not. It's not entirely different, but it is different. Yeah. But. Men can be can be immodest too. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's and that that rings more true to that idea of what you're saying as far as like a wealth or status. Yes, totally. Men yeah. are more doing it that way. Not as much, I think, with their dressing, but with cars, with uh, uh, many other kinds of status oh, I symbols. Think, I think uh, power suits and totally. Yeah, I think they they do with their dressing as well. But, Some, yeah, mm-hmm. the kind of shoes they're wearing, the kind of hairstyle they've got, sure. the, the whole image that they're producing. Yeah, I think people think way too much about that. Sure. And and what is it really? It's an image. Yeah. It, in that way, it's yeah. marketing, right? It's not. Yeah. It's not the real goods. It's not what's really inside. It's not. What is? How's that guy going to treat you when there are three kids crying yeah. and you're exhausted? Totally. And, you know, and and the, you stayed up all night. Right. Uh, do you care what kind of shoes he's wearing? Right. Do you care if he's got big pecs or not? Right. I mean, is that guy going to take care of business right. in terms of sacrifice and love and service right. to his family and his wife? I mean, those are the kind of character issues. You need to be focused on. Sure. 
and mm-hmm. and many others. Yes. And 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 how big his shoulders are? Yeah. That's not near at the top of the list. Yeah. So. Well, for all of us, men and women, character and being formed by the gospel, falling in love with Jesus, that's so much more important yeah. than what we look like, than what we, how we dress, what we drive, all those things. And it all changes anyway. Beauty is fleeting. Charm is deceitful. Yeah, boy. Right? Yeah, that's right. But, man, our, our relationship with the Lord is eternal. That's right. So we need that's to be right. conformed to, to him, to his image. Well, uh, one of these days I expect an invitation to come over and swim in your pool. Right, right. If you wear that Speedo again, you're not coming. <laughs> so, you know, put on some modest clothes and I'll think about it. All right. All right. All right. You got me. Hey, Hopper Podcast Hoppers, we've got bonus episodes for you. Yeah, you've asked for them and we've got them. More Hopper goodness. We're actually growing quite a catalog of excellent bonus episodes that are off our regular format. Hilarious stories that aren't quite appropriate for the regular podcast. Yep, and bonus interviews with some of our favorite guests. Yeah, so if you want to get access to these great things, just tap or swipe on the Purple Hopper Podcast cover art on your podcasting app. Find the show notes there. Follow the link to sign up. For just $5 a month or more, if that'd be great, you can get all the past and future bonus episodes. And you'll be supporting independent podcasters like us, trying to promote thoughtful, compassionate, nuanced Christian commentary. And we need a lot more of that. Amen. Thank you for your support. Dave, as a pastor, have you ever had to write a recommendation for somebody? Yes. I have too. Yeah. And I was, I've had to do that a fair amount yeah. for missions trips and for various things and for yeah. uh, seminary and for... Yeah, all jobs. kinds of jobs, lots of jobs. Boy Scouts, yeah. Eagle Scouts. Yeah. So I found uh, somebody who has written a ton of recommendations for people. But you know, sometimes when you write recommendation letters, yeah, uh, it, it has um, implicate. You don't really want to recommend somebody exactly, right? Has, I don't know if you've, what you've done in that kind of situation, but sometimes uh, you want to recommend them without recommending them. Right. And then actually, we don't have to deal with this as much as pastors, but like an HR person uh-huh. writing a recommendation letter to someone can have legal implications as to whether they get their job, and then there's, a, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of mm-hmm. weird things. So someone has put together a great way to say things that are not so flattering without hmm. uh, it. So ambiguous recommendations. Ambiguous. Am- ambiguity is the is the answer. Huh? Yes. So, no. for example, if you have someone who is a chronically absent employee, yeah, you can write, "A man like him is hard to find." Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is taking a turn. <laughs> no. Okay. So, for a dishonest employee, uh-huh. he's an unbelievable worker. An unbelievable worker. Can't believe a damn thing they do, say, or are. Yeah. How about for a lazy employee? You could write, you would indeed be fortunate to get this person to work for you. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> How about for someone who is drunk at work all the time? Uh-huh. Every hour with him was a happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let's see. How about, uh, uh, 
Okay, here, here's for an employee who is not worth further consideration as a job candidate. Uh-huh. Okay, you can say, all in all, I cannot say enough good things about this candidate or recommend him too highly. <laughs> How about for an employee who is so unproductive that the job is better left unfilled? Mm. I can assure you that no person would be better for the job. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. For a stupid employee, uh-huh. there is nothing you can teach a man like him. There is nothing you can teach a man like him. Yeah. Anyway, those are a lot of fun. Uh, there's a whole bunch of them that you can look up uh, if you want to. Here, I thought you were going to give me some real help in writing recommendations in an ambiguous way so I don't have to refer or, or recommend someone that I don't think deserves a recommendation. And they're all dad jokes. No, these these can be actual recommend. Yeah, maybe they are dad jokes. Okay, whatever. Anyway. But have you ever written a recommendation and just went ahead and said, I don't really recommend this person? Have you ever done that? No, because in that situation, I, 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 that's happened a couple times where I would write something like that, and I have declined to write that recommendation. Right. I have written recommendations that I have said... Uh, These are some cautions that I would recommend that you take into account, and here are some strengths that I think would be a great asset for Uh your organization or for this position or for whatever that I think that would be, as long as you are aware of these, uh, you know, this has been my experience or something like that. I have done that. Right. I've done that. Not usually. That's rare. Uh, That's very rare, actually. I can only think of one time. Yeah. It's probably been once or twice, yeah. When I felt like this person... Is probably not the best fit. Yeah, and I and this is a phone interview that yeah. I gave. Oh, I see. Yeah, and I had a conversation where I said, um, "Yeah, the, here are the strengths, and these are really great strengths. Mm-hmm. And here are the weaknesses, and these are really prominent weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And if you can handle mm-hmm. the balance between these strengths and these weaknesses, yeah." then this is a good candidate. And right. if you can't, then this is a bad candidate. If this is working yeah. for you, if it's not. Right. It depends on what you're looking for, and this is, you yep. need to be aware of this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've done that in writing. I don't, I haven't done many phone interviews. I've yeah. done a few. Uh-huh. Uh, but most of the interviews I've done, when people have asked me to do um, recommendations for them, they've been people who mm-hmm. I'm, ha- I'm very happy to give very high. Do you have do you have some practiced pat answer for some of the typical interview questions like uh, what are your weaknesses? I tend to work too hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Sure. Right. You right, do. right. 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 Yeah. yeah. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to dedicate all of my time to my company instead I of my personal life. Yeah. 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 Um, typically not. I'm usually, you know, I honestly, I haven't had many jobs in my life as a, as a, you know, my professional life Yeah. and the interviews that I've had have been pretty long and extensive because the kind of positions that I've taken that need an interview, uh-huh. it's, you know, it's good. It's like five or six interviews, um, to, to get in and the people get to know me pretty well and I'm happy for that. Right. And right. I've, I've usually done pretty well. How about you? Do you have? Uh, I don't. I, I don't. I, I've never had to interview a lot. Yeah. So I, I don't think I'm very well rehearsed or probably even good at it. Yeah. Um, what I do is speak my mind, and uh-huh. that can get me in trouble uh-huh. easily, or, yes. it, or people can really appreciate it. I, I did interview once for, I was in uh, JMU, was my university that I went to, and they had a, a position to be, um, you know, when, when people came in for orientation, 
there was students who were who would run the orientation. Yeah. Uh, show them around, yeah. do, do tours, all that kind of stuff. I applied for that to stay at school for one summer. And I did great in everything until they asked me what was the weakness of the university. Mm. And I did have a very strong opinion. Yeah. And it, I think it was accurate. Okay. The university had a really terrible library. Yeah. Well, that's not very good optics, is no, it? No, it's not. Hey, come come, uh, educate yourself here where we have a terrible library. Right, yeah. And so I sat there thinking of something else, and I just said, well, I mean, if I can improve something, it would be our library. Yeah. I did not get that job. Yeah. Um, and I said, well, uh, I know this doesn't sound good, but I just I just can't lie to people. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, like, right. You asked me an honest question. This is my honest answer. Yeah. And if I don't get the job, okay. So what so. was the right answer? What what? What do you think you could have said that would have been uh, well? I, there was reasonable a, there to was, them. <laughs> there was a young lady yeah. on my uh, hallway who did get that job. Okay, and I said, "Hey, what did you say when they asked you what was wrong with the university? What was its weakness?" And she said, "That the state doesn't give us enough money." That's the weakness of That's the, the university. That's the weakness of the university is that the state hasn't given us enough funding. Wow. I was like, okay, now I can see why you're doing this job and I'm going home for the summer. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you would have done well in that job anyway. Hey, everybody, this is the library. And that's the dining hall. Let's go over there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you don't need to spend too much time here. Right. Let's go over there. Oh, that's man. where the action is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me show you how to stack your plates when you're done gorging. <laughs> what was the best part of your college? The best part? Yeah, sure. Gosh, I probably all the socialization. Yeah. You know, I mean it to me college is fantasy land. Yeah. It really is. And uh it's a hard reality when you get out of college and you have to to join the real world and you have to be a part of community somewhere other than college, which is completely fabricated for your sense of community. Yeah. Everything is geared for you. Yeah. There's food there waiting. You don't have to do the dishes. You go and you, you get the food, you eat it. You, you, you know, the classes are for you, the, the sports that are all around you, the facilities that are all there for you. Yeah. Trying to, to coerce people to, to spend their money there. It's fantasy land. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when you get out in the real world, yeah. You got to you got to join a church. You need to make friends at job at your job. You you know you got to. It's hard work. Yeah, you need to to integrate into community. Right. It's not artificially produced like college. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I just loved being that socialization. Yeah, yeah. Everyone in my age, we're all just like pursuing the future's all ahead of you. Yeah. Everyone's happy and trying to figure out what's next. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's flirting with everyone, and no yeah. one's married, and all that kind right. of. It was just. Yeah, fantasy land. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. That was kind of my experience as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it definitely wasn't sitting in class. <laughs> no, no. So, I had some good classes, good professors, but yeah, that yeah. wasn't the right. That wasn't the best thing. Yeah. I got to tell you a story. All right, come on. This might be a bonus episode, I don't know, but um I was in a in a in a plant class. Yeah. We did experiments on plants that we had in pots. Yeah. And when the experiment was over, we were dumping the plants into yeah. a big black trash bag. And yeah. you know the the biology department had some pretty thick hef- heavy duty yeah. b- you know bags. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the biohazard kind of uh-huh, bag. Uh-huh. And uh and I get in the elevator with my lab partner who's a young lady and uh and my professor yeah. who's a total nerd. Yeah. And some one of my friends comes in and he says, "Hey, what are you doing?" And I said, "Oh, we're just headed down to the dumpster." Yeah. And I had a had a metal cart, and on the cart was this this black trash bag full of lumps because yes. it had potted. So yeah. it looked really lumpy and kind of heavy and uh-huh. and and a little awkward. And I said, "Yeah, we uh, 
we just ran a bunch of experiments on some on some cats. I got to go dump all these dead cats in the dumpster. And, uh, <laughs> and he's like, wow, huh? And my professor, his face turned red. Yeah. And he said, no, um, excuse me, th- these are not dead cats. <laughs> I just want to make that clear. There are no dead animals yeah. in these bags. And, yeah. and, I, and I looked at him and I thought, I got this guy. Uh-huh. This guy, he, he's yeah. like, what's yeah, wrong yeah. with this guy, right? Yeah. Like he yeah. can't yeah. take yeah. a joke. Yeah. It's a, it, so um, as I'm wheel, we come out of the, uh, the elevator. He's exposing his under, he, his yes. soft underbelly expo- and, and you are ready to pounce. And I, yes, I have, with my intuition, I was dialed in, man. I had him locked. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I come and we're all wearing white, you know, the lab, lab jackets. Sure, yes, yeah, so yeah. we look very professional, uh-huh, very, uh-huh. very serious. Uh-huh. And um, he's he uh, he opens one swinging door, and my lab partner opens the other swinging door yeah. into a place where we have to go through to the dumpster. Okay, sure. So the and it's a it's a place where they have vending machines. Yeah, it's in between classes, and there are kids, you know, students everywhere. Yeah, getting drinks and snacks and yeah. headed to their next class yeah. and they the doors swing open looks very official you yeah. know and I come I come wheeling this metal cart with this yeah. big lumpy black trash bag and I say look out people dead cats coming through coming through <laughs> with dead cats and he had a meltdown you know yeah, he, sure. he, like, he had like this weird sort of physio- yeah. physiological response you could see yeah. it you know? and and as I'm going out the back door my lab partner's getting the back door open and I'm going out to the dumpster He's standing in front of everyone yeah, yeah, with his yeah. arms are going, attention, attention. There, I want to tell you there are no dead cats in that bag. <laughs> what he said is not true. There are no dead cats. That's fantastic. And, I, and, I was, we, and so we got out and we dumped that bag in the, in the dumpster. Yeah. And then my lab partner and I, we, we rolled on the ground yeah. laughing. You yeah. know, just like, she was like, that is hilarious. Yeah. He is so upset with you right yes, now. You yes, know? yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and, and him saying there are no dead cats only made it look like there really were you know right. like you're so, so nervous yeah <laughs> oh, please don't think they're dead cats in this black trash bag that would be horrible <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the kids they, they didn't even care no they didn't I don't even think anyone, care yeah, i don't think anyone well, they didn't noticed. care what you said right until when until, they, but yeah. the professor right. now that's they're going to pay attention to yeah. that probably attention attention <laughs> there are no dead cats in that black trash bag <laughs> I assure you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. Let's keep the conversation going about things that matter and things that don't. You got corrections, comments, questions, queries, complaints, or a great story? Just look for the show notes for this episode on your podcasting app and find ways to join the conversation. Try to keep it clean, and if you do, we'll probably feature you on an upcoming episode. And hey, we're just two guys here. We're trying to build the Hopper community. That was a really good episode, wasn't it? It sure was. It was so good that I prayed, dear God, make me a bird so I can fly far, far from here. <laughs> that was, that means that it's a good episode? It was that good. It was so good, I wanted to fly out of here like a bird. All right. Well, if you enjoyed it that much, you need to find someone to tell them about it. Uh, tell them how they can listen to it themselves. And if you can't think of anyone who enjoyed this episode as much as Dave did, you need to get out and make some more friends. All right, Dave. Uh, what is the lesson that we should take away from this week's episode? You should always tip your waiter or waitress. Yeah. Yeah, that that that, that was sounds, clear from the episode. That's clear from the episode.